Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I am Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and we are reacting today to week 24 of this Premier League season. And here are the topics. Arsenal go top of the table after a 4-2 come-from-behind victory over Aston Villa. Manchester City drop points against Nottingham Forest, drawing 1-1. Liverpool beat Newcastle 2-0. Behind goals from Nunez and Gakpo, Man United win again thanks to two more goals from Marcus Rashford, beating Leicester 3-0. And Tottenham jump into fourth after beating West Ham United 2-0. That's what we're coming up in today's episode. Okay, my friend, missed you this weekend. Uh, missed you at um, 7.30 on Saturday morning when we had one of the games of the season, uh, Aston Villa hosting <laughs> Arsenal. All, all eyes on Arsenal after the defeat against Manchester City. What reaction to the team? How would Arteta handle things? How would the team play? What a game, mate. What drama. What... Uh, before I pass on, I'm just going to throw it out there in that this could, have, this could have been very different. They were 1-0 down. They were 2-0 down. It was an early kickoff. You know, it's against a former manager. There was lots of reasons why Arsenal may not have got this mm. job done. Uh, but to get the win, mm. to get the victory in the manner that it came, Rob, um, I just feel sometimes, in that, and I, we probably go back to Leicester City because that was the last time we saw somebody who we didn't expect to, to win it to, to do it. There were moments during the running for Leicester City where you kind of went, ooh, now that's happened. That, it starts to become a bit legal. Do you remember they played Manchester City? Well, that game always sticks out for me. Mares ends up yep. bending one in. Is it Mares? And I always yeah. remember mm. thinking, oops. This is a bit more serious than I thought. I'm not saying Arsenal are there yet, and I'm not sure they're quite f as far down the road, but the manner of the w victory and the way the victory came uh, was a bit of a ooh moment to me, like, mm, maybe, maybe this, 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 this is, they can go all the way. Yeah, well, I think they can go all the way, um, but th this was really, really key. I mean, w we use the word defining, don't we, a lot? And there's been defining mm -hmm. moments in previous title races. Whether you know, their defining moments might be different to different people. The Vincent Company top yeah. corner strike out of nowhere a couple of seasons ago. The Leicester stuff with Mares with a step over and the, and the hammer in the back of net against Man City. Um, it did feel a little defining, Rob. But I think on our last podcast in the week. I talked about Arsenal always going to have a, a bad moment, a blip, a, a run of results that weren't ideal. It's how long that went on for. And this was so important for that, in my opinion. Like the, that's the, the, the little bad run has been put to bed initially now with a, with a tremendous victory, very strong on the feel-good factor. Um, I mean, I've got friends of all the big teams at the top and I felt nervous for my Arsenal pals because it looked like, Rob, at moments in this game where... I don't know where a goal was coming from. Arsenal doing their same kind of thing. And, you know, at times they can look a little... Well, for us, they look predictable because we know exactly yeah. what they're trying to do with the way that they build up and the way they go to, to wide players. And, the, and Zinchenko tucks in the midfield. It just wasn't really working. Um, so a couple of moments, Rob. I, I thought the, the Zinchenko goal, first ever Premier League goal, I think, for yeah. um, Alexander Zinchenko. Uh, that, that particular goal, I think that made it 2-2. I just thought that was a was such a, a big moment um, because at that point, 2-1, another loss. Yeah. You know, I mean, when was that? That's kind of after the hour mark in the game. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that. And then, of course, the, Martin, the uh, Martinez own goal with yeah. the shot from Jorginho and 
off the back of his head is probably going to be one of those moments we look back on if Arsenal do, do go all the way. I thought it was a brilliant, brilliant game of football. Yeah. It's one of those where we check out the cliche. Um, it's a great advertisement for Premier League football. It was. It, just, it was just such a great game with the story, with what's at stake for both teams, really, but particularly Arsenal with what they're yeah. trying to do at the moment. I, I just... It was great. And, I, and I'm fair play to Arsenal, Rob. Fair play to Arsenal. You know, when you look at their bench and you look at their squad... Um, in, in terms of um, comparing them or juxtaposing them with Man City, there's there's just less options miles off the bench away. for yeah, Arsenal, isn't it? You look at them, yeah. just just lot, and and it's the same team. There's probably going to have to be Rob because of the, that's the best team, the strongest team, that's the team that can win. You know, the majority of his games gives them the best chance. It's just they can't they can't rotate and stuff. Maybe they don't have to because of European competition, but. Yeah. Um, it, it, it felt big, Rob. It felt big, and um, Arsenal now back in, back in pole position with a game in hand. You know they've they've put themselves in a good situation again. Yeah, um, you mentioned Zinchenko's goal. I thought the other, I thought Mikhail Saka's mm. goal was important. Rob just reacted. Just this young kid, by the way, was he 22 years of age or something? Still, I know you talk about his contract, and that's for another day. But just his. Mm. He, he took a knock, Rob. He looked like he, his boot was off. He had treatment a couple of times. I think a couple of medical staff were yeah. saying maybe he got to come off and he was determined to stay on. He's Arsenal through and through. He, he's desperate to, to, to become a winner with his team. I just think he shows such maturity for somebody else, such drive and determination. Um, I thought Martin Odegaard, Rob, after he'd missed that chance, and it was one of those where we're, in the, we're, we're all in the, um, watching the game in the studio and, and can't quite believe what we've seen, you know, of all people, you know, yeah, who, who yeah. had too much to think about, pulls it wide. I thought them, after he'd made that error, he got on the ball, he was brave, he prodded, he poked, he got his team going. I thought he showed a real strength of personality and character that told me something mm. more about them, Rob, that if they get two sticky times... They've got one or two with a bit of steel inside them. They might not be experienced. They might not mm. have been the full course at Man United, but they've got a, steel, a few steely uh, operators in there. And I thought that was a really good sign for Mikel Arteta. Yeah, and, and it is, and it's a sign of what, how they can handle the pressure, Rob, isn't it? Because that was always, yeah. that was always, you know, it's waiting to come out, isn't it? Everybody mm. is waiting to say, you know, oh, they go again, like, it's Arsenal, they can't quite, you know. And, and, of course, we'll never know until no. until the end of the season whether they can manage to do it. But I think, you know, that, that result and that performance, that's a tough place to go, Rob. We remember we were there last year. <laughs> I think we saw Spurs go there, to be fair, and win. And really I remember did. sat there at Villa Park thinking, and thinking, God, what, this is a tough place to come. There's big atmosphere. I mean, we, it, I don't know, I just, that, that game, I just thought, God, it, it just reminds you of teams that, uh, Aston Villa, that are, a mid-table side, aren't yeah. they? At best, they even were last year, maybe a little bit lower than that. They're still a good team. They've still got good players. I remember looking at Coutinho like, live and thinking, God, it's some ability and some sharpness and, and some skill. So for Arsenal, given what they had happened to them in midweek, to go there, roll the sleeves up, and it's pretty much the same same team. Though there was yeah. one player yeah, that awesome. made, that, that was... Well, yeah, but also, I, I'm, yeah, sorry, that's that's one change that yeah. was made. Yeah, I'm looking at right back, Ben White. Ben White not playing midweek is something that I don't know if there's something other in it than yeah. just a rotation and a mistake from the manager thinking that Tomiyasu was the right guy for that particular game. I get it. Didn't didn't work out. He made a mistake. His yeah. general game wasn't very good. But Ben White, not not just did he. I thought Ben White was excellent, Rob, from right back, and not just a defensive side, but pushing on. 
pushing on in that late in that second half, trying to force play down the right hand side, trying to make things happen for his team. Now he's not somebody that, that we're going to talk, people are going to talk about too much. But I just looked at him very closely in the second half, thinking when I was thinking, well, I'm not sure Arsenal are going to get back into this, come from behind again. Yeah. And he kept pushing. He kept pushing. His football's better than probably what we might think when you think about Ben White. I think as a right-back now, where he's mostly played as a centre-back, yeah. I think, in his career, yeah, yeah. I thought he had a really good game and somebody that I would mention, apart from the others and the normals that we always mention, Rob, in terms of these, these young players. I thought Ben White, back into the team, was important. And he, did, he had a really good game on the right-hand side. But it's a big win for them, mate. It's a very, yeah. very big win, given the table, what's happened, you know, Man City's result. I mean, it's going to be some race, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and, and you know, credit to Mikel Arteta as well, because the spotlight was on him. Rob, people were waiting to see how, what mm. you know, response happened, how he was going to be on the sidelines. Everybody talking about emotions. I thought he handled it perfectly. Um, and his side came good for him when, when they needed him. And you can see why he said... He has more belief after the defeat than, than not. And it kind of comes across a bit of a strange statement, but maybe he sees yeah. that resolve and he sees some of the things that we're talking about. And mm. just before we move on, mate, I've got mm. to uh, announce my mm. underappreciated performer of the week. Oh. And Ben White was somebody who came into him, I think, because similarly, I thought they, you know, he, he was a miss against Man City. It's always easy to be wise after the event. But I'm going to go for Jorginho, my friend who's bought into this football club. And like you, I've got many Arsenal friends who are uh, not overjoyed, particularly a bit underwhelmed that he comes in, yeah. passes the ball sideways and backwards. He's not very progressive. Is he going to make us any better? And I thought against Manchester City, he showed up when uh, Thomas Partey wasn't playing and got on the ball and tried to make things happen. Came up, he's probably come up with the biggest moment of the season for Arsenal so far with mm. the shot that ends up hitting Emi Martinez. I thought he was brave on the ball again. He, he, he's, if you make good runs going forward, he's got the ability to find them off both feet re left and right. And I just think his experience of, of what he's done at Chelsea and what he's won at Chelsea down the track might be an important part of the dressing room. So, again, for, for a number of reasons, and, and not least because I, I feel that Arsenal fans a little bit under, underwhelmed by the signing. Jorginho, on a big day for Arsenal, came up with a bit with, with one of the biggest moments that they've had so far this season. That that is a great shout. That is a great shout, Rob. Because I tell you what, what an important signing that's 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 proven to be right now, and probably will be. What an important signing, Rob. With Thomas, I mean, the whole thing with, with Arsenal with Thomas Partey, such a, he's playing so well. But can he stay fit? And what happens if he, maybe one of the most important players in the team, gets injured? We haven't really got anybody else. Lokonga's not been ready. El Nini's a long-term injury as well. It was a late business, needed business. And you're right, maybe some of the... I mean, I, I think, to be fair, the Arsenal fans knew, Rob, that he was going to be a standby player and somebody could come in now and yeah. again. But just to, to realise, wow, he was needed very quickly with Thomas Partey's recent injury. And for him to... To score, well, didn't score the goal, did he? But he, he, he created that goal with the own goal with the goalkeeper with that shot. And I tell you what, Rob, before we move on, I think is you know I think so many people focus on Jorginho's stuff that what he can't do. Yeah. yeah and 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 it's it, I guess it's natural, right, for us, right, as pundits and stuff. And you know when you're sat in the studio, you talk about Jorginho, you think about what he can do, but you do say, well, he has got you know defensively against the boy, hasn't got the legs, and he can't do this and he can't do that. Um, that is all true. That is all true. 
But what he can do is the knitting together stuff that, that people don't understand how key that is. Number one, you're not giving the ball away. Very rarely gives the ball away. When he does, it's, it's, it's obviously it's going to grab headlines of the position he plays. But he keeps knitting things together. He plays a clever little balls, balls through the lines. You know, he makes, if somebody makes a run, he's got the ability to find that run. So he's got stuff that he can't do, yes. But I, I've always been a fan of what he uh, can do more of that and how impressed I am with that side again, with his passing side of the game. And I think at Chelsea, he, he fell victim a little bit, particularly at the start, Rob. You know, people yeah, were hammering yeah. him at the start. And there were games where he got brushed aside a little bit on counterattacks. I get all that. But, you know, there's some big-time managers that have appreciated what he's done in the team at Chelsea and now Arsenal. And, and what a clever, important signing he's proving to be for, for the Gunners. Absolutely, my friend. Let's um, shout. Let's move it on to City Ground, Nottingham Forest. So... Nottingham Forest, you've hit a bit of spell. I think they're unbeaten in the last seven Premier League games at home. They were hosting Manchester City. City buoyant after the uh, result against Arsenal. Didn't quite go as many would have planned. Nottingham Forest won Manchester City one. Dropped points for the reigning champions. Um, a bit of a careless performance. I know you didn't get a chance to see this one, Rob, but just in terms of overview and outlook from, from the optics... Um, mm. It, it, what it does more than anything, Rob, for me, is buys into something we talked about on the podcast. It, I just still don't think Manchester City are quite where they were when they're blasting people away. I still think there's going to be points dropped along the route, and that's the hope that Arsenal have of winning yeah. the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is this is a it's a prime example, isn't it? And you know, you, you, let's let's be. I mean. It's quite easy to be knee-jerk, isn't it, with, with yeah, uh, yeah. well, a lot of the Premier League stuff because you get extremes from from four, three or four days from one to another where you're like, well, that you can see now. Now, look, this is what City are. They've shown their quality. We do it. We all do it. And it's like the attacking players against Arsenal, the difference, the ruthless finishing and the through balls. But then next, next, well, what, three or four days later, you know, you get something like this where they drop points. But I... They're more von they're vulnerable, Rob, aren't they? They are they're a little vulnerable from set pieces yeah. to counter attacks, and they and they're even braver now with this three at the back and two in midfield, and with one of those being a defender. And and yeah, I mean, it was in that window, Rob, wasn't it? The ten o'clock window yeah. on Saturday, where it's hard to keep a, a, a look at all the games going on. I think there's six games going on at the same time, by the exactly, way, that ten o'clock yeah. window. Crazy. Um, but of course, when you see the score line and you, whatever game you're watching, you got the score in the corner. It's like mm. no, <laughs> no, they're not going to they're not going to yeah. drop points there. But obviously, they did, and. You know, that's why if you're Arsenal or, or, or if Man United, who we'll talk about in a second, like you've got to keep going. You've got to try and get your own business done because you don't know. We don't know. Man City have lost. They lost four games. They've drawn four games now. You know, it, it's it's that sort of league and, and teams that you wouldn't think are dangerous are dangerous. Yeah. All the t you know, when you look down the league table now, they've all got players in those squads that can do a little bit of damage. And they can hurt you. That's the the power of the league and the power of the the, the way the revenues are split, the TV money split where. A lot of clubs have got money and they can outbid big European teams to get decent players. So that's always going to be a possibility. Um, I just know it's a couple of Erlen Haaland misses, Rob, where yeah. you'd normally expect yeah. him to score. Did, did he have a bit of a nightmare in front of goal? Um, yeah, one of those days where, do you remember the uh, Community Shield on his first day when it, balls came back to him and he blasted him over the top and it was almost like, ooh, you know, he, he's not great for this. He's going to have to get used to the league. He, he had a couple of those moments. So he, he was involved in two key moments mm. in the second half, Rob, that I think decided the outcome of the result. The first one was a, uh, a, I think a foul on him by Joe Worrell. So he's getting played over the top. He's chasing the ball, as you'd expect, mm. using his power and his size to get across Worrell. 
And it looks like Wall's arm goes across, and he catches him on the shoulder. Now, whether it was inside the box or out, looks to me like it's outside the box. But it's definitely the denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. So if that oh. given, it should have been a foul oh. and possibly a red card to, to, to Joe Worrell. Now, neither were given. Mm. Ne- neither the foul nor the, obviously, the referee didn't feel that Wall had made enough contact. I thought it was a poor decision. Pep went crazy, crazy on the side, got himself a yellow card, not happy with the officials. Um, so Nottingham Forest got away with that one. And then into the second half, Foden has a shot that comes back off Naylor. Now, he's probably six yards out, um, Erlen Haaland. On, he chests the ball onto his left foot, bangs it into the ground, it hits a crossbar and comes back to him. He's now got like a, oh, a chest that. and volley into the roof of the net. He chested and volleys it into Rose Ed. I mean, he, he couldn't have missed it any further if he'd have tried. And with that, Rob, it was mm. one of those moments where I think Forrest just thought, well, they're only one goal up and some good interplay down the right-hand side. No, no surprise, Johnson and Gibbs White, uh, Gibbs White have been involved. Those two are just starting to have yeah. a real nice um, chemistry working down there. The cross comes in. Chris Wood gets his first goal for Forrest. And with that late on, they, it, yeah. they, they, they grab themselves a point. Um, it was one of them careless, clumsy days for City. You know, if, if um, Haaland takes that chance that comes to him at 2-0, game's over. He doesn't. As you say, other teams have quality. Gibbs, White and Johnson have shown that they're a real handful when they're playing on top of the game. And it's, point, it's points dropped for Pepe. You could see the disappointment on his face. Uh, Cal Walker came out after and, and did the uh, interview and talked about, you know, that's not us. We, we, we weren't ruthless enough. We didn't take our chances. We didn't kill the game. And, you know, the opposition stay in games and, and give you problems. So, yeah, it has to be disappointment for Manchester City's point on the back of, you know, that great performance um, at the Emirates uh, to drop points at the City ground and all of a sudden, you know, leave the door back open for Arsenal to go back top of the table. So you also think, I think what maybe some people forget is about the Champions League now kicking back yeah, in for Man City. Yeah. They play this week, RB Leipzig, I think, away from home. And we all know the priority, well, the priority, the importance <laughs> of the Champions League to yeah. Man City is something else to throw into the mix, Rob, when you consider some of these Premier League games on the back of, yeah. you know, on the back of yeah. those. So on the back of the Leipzig one during a week, next we've got Bournemouth away. Bournemouth just got a great victory. Is that going to be a simple game? Probably not. You know, they got, they got, they, they, there's so many... There's so many reasons why they want to win the Champions League. I yeah. still think that, that that might mean that they just, they just not take their eye off, but they don't quite give it 100% in the Premier League games is another reason why they might just slip up. And Arsenal, of course, all their focus, all their desires are on the Premier League right now. And, yeah, there's so other they, stuff that's going to come along the way in the next few the, weeks and months. Down the track, mate. They have. They? And, and honestly, yeah, if I'm making yeah, a lot of tips, I might be, bin, they, might be binning that off a little bit, like, you know. Well, that's what I mean. That's yeah, what I mean. The, di- yeah. the difference in motivation, Rob, for yeah. both of these clubs to what they're going for might make a difference as well. So that's just something to chuck yeah, in the mix as well. Point. But there's so much to chuck in there. What's good is that there's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a great race in it yeah. that might yeah. have another another yeah. runner in it when we get when we get well, to well, them. Well, we're going to get to him no, now, I mate. didn't see the game. Yeah, let's jump yeah. to him now. Okay, Man- let's get to him. Manchester United, yeah, yeah. 3-0 winners against Leicester. Um, not a brilliant first half by, by any means. Um one nil up, but they get they they get themselves a couple of goals second half, a much better second half. Uh, Ten Hag talked about it himself. He said, in his words, not mine, we were rubbish first half, which I, which I just love about him. Yeah. Now he's so brutally honest with yeah. his team. Um, but yeah, yeah. Man, Man United, Robert. So we, we we put a graphic up today. I don't know if you saw it. So if you take out the first two games when they 
Brighton and, and Brentford uh, in the other game. They've got, Brentford, more, yeah. they've got the most points of any team in the league since those two, two games. I mean, if we started the table mm. after them, mm. they'd be top of the table. It means it's quite incredible yeah. the, 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 the win. And, mm. and today, Rob, where they didn't play that well, there's still a structure that's there that, that helps them now that wasn't in the past. There's a bit of a culture change where people understand about winning now and, and, and that being important. Um, I, thought, I think this guy, and, and, and I've said it before, I thought at halftime he took Ganacho off and put Sancho on, Rob. I thought it was a brilliant decision. One, Ganacho wasn't particularly playing well. He was giving it all last week like I need more time on, on, on the first-team pitch. Wasn't chasing his fullback Castagna. Wasn't particularly going forward. Sancho comes on, looks bright and breezy and in a real good place at, at the moment, which is great to see from a number of reasons. And this guy affects games, and this guy affects situations. He can look at things and change it either personnel. He put uh, Vegor started in the 10, Rob. Then he puts him back at centre forward. Uh, puts Vasquez yeah. I mean, th- this guy's got a handle on things and can affect things. You know how we used to look at Ollie and say, I never quite think that Ollie, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer could change a game. Ten Hag's got that ability mm-hmm. to change mm-hmm. a game. No, that, that's that's what my main thought was, Rob. It, watching, I mean, I did watch this game, and into yeah. the second half, after about 15, 20 minutes in the second half, I'm like, this guy has changed the game totally. Mm-hmm. Change the game totally with a substitution. Basically switched the whole of the front four, if you want to put yeah. front four, apart from Bruno, stayed on the right-hand side. Everything else was different. Central in the hole. Mm-hmm. I mean, Val Verkhorst, uh I mean, number 10, I, I, I'm struggling. I'm struggling a little bit. I'm well, struggling they, a little bit to see. They drew a boss, and they've won today with him starting well, at 10, so, I mean... Well, yeah, but yeah, but it, weren't, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. <laughs> and then he went to number nine. He was yeah. a little bit better. I mean, some of his moves... I think one of the goals, he made a good run to create a little bit of space. Um, and when things are going well, and again, this is all part of, of um, Eric Ten Hag and what he's doing. He he is getting something greater than the sum of the parts, in my opinion. When I look at this team, and yeah. of course, there's there's really good players missing. Eriksen, Casemiro missing out the side, yeah, yeah. maybe one or two others. He's still he is he is getting, you know, with with like you said, the shape, the structure. Another thing that, that that is obvious and that I love is the width that he's playing with Rob. So he, he wants his wide players to stay wide. So you're seeing this compact version of United when they're going into the attacking half where they've got tremendous width and that literally spreads out defenders, creates a little bit of spaces for people to move in. I love that. And when there's width as well, Rob, and we used to play in the middle of the park in midfield, if you know that width's there, like you always know you've got an out. Yeah, that's because cool, yeah. Other teams are, aren't going to be standing man on man on the. So you've always got, you know what, I can come out here and go boom. Yeah. I can go out wide because we've got great width. Well, this, when everybody's tight in, it's like, well, I've got to try and feed a ball through here or where. So I do like that about him. Um, changes were, were everything. It, it's. And, the, and Marcus Rashford's. Uh, it, it's. It, it, well, let me put it to you as a question, Rob, right? I put it as a question. Is this a purple patch for Michael uh, for Marcus Rashford? Because this this consistent scoring and yeah. is is we haven't seen this. We've seen good seasons and you know a high scoring one I think has got into really good numbers. Yeah, he got twenty two. Uh, we he's, haven't he's seen this. Is this a- he's, he's, he's career high now. He's twenty. He was twenty two all comps coming into the game, which was joint career high. He's in like territory he's never been before now. Twenty four all comps and yeah. You know, 15 since the World Cup. Is this going to continue, Rose? Can this, well, can this well, well, continue? It, because this well, title race talk good, in Man United, he has to continue it. It's a good question. Um, 
And it's one of those, in some respects, Rob, only time will tell. But what, what I would say, to, to answer your question, try and give you an answer, is this is the potential we've all seen in Rashford in, in flashes and at times. We've all seen this. We've all known there's these, these an outstanding footballer there. We've sometimes wondered, has he got quite the hunger for goals that he needs to? I think he's maturing. I think he's been through a lot over the last couple of years, and I think he's put him in a better place. I think he's got a manager who understands him, who's almost built a team around to, to get the best of him. I think he's enjoying being the man without being bravado about it. He's not a flashy sort, but I think he likes privately like, this is his team now. He's, a boy. he's always been number two to somebody else. Somebody else has always been the star. All of a sudden, he's a star, and I think he's enjoying it. So my, my answer is, I think he can be, Rob. I think he can be a 20-goal-a-season Premier League guy with the right team and if he can continue on with the right attitude. Hmm. Let me just, I've just got his numbers up in front of me, Rob. Let me just go back to like 2015-16 when he first came onto the scene. Premier League, Premier League goals. Yeah. Five, I'll go through the seasons as I go yeah. up. So five in that season, then five the next season, seven, ten, seventeen. Yeah. That was that well, big, big season, Rob, in 2019-20 where... Yeah. Him and Martial both got. Yeah, it's like wow. This mm. this is this is what you expect. Yeah. And then he went down to eleven. Yeah. Last season was four, and now he's yeah. at, he's at fourteen in twenty four. Yeah. So that that's like come on then, because because now I think he's twenty five, isn't he? He's twenty five yeah, years yeah. of age right now. Great, right now great he's age. not a young player anymore. He's not great a young age, player. Though. Great age to go and yeah. yeah, going into his peak right now. And, and um, if Manchester United want to continue this and, and challenge a top two for the Premier League title, which they're in it. It's yeah. a three. It is a three-team race right now, Rob. There will be outsiders with the bookmakers and all that in terms of those three, but in terms of points where they are right now, you've got to put them in that. But it, it absolutely relies on on Marcus Rashford to continue his good form. By the way, is he better at overhead kicks than Val Veghorst? Please yeah, tell me that. I, I, I was going to say, could could we have a contrast of two of the greatest overhead <laughs> kicks at Old Trafford? One Wayne Rooney in the derby, and the other Val oh, Veghorst attempt against <laughs> Leicester I mean, <laughs> does Valt Vegost understand bless that, that, bless him, I mean, great for trying it, love him for trying it, yeah. but, yeah. you know, big, big Valt, know your strengths, big man, know your strengths. I'll tell you who else, Rob, mm. needs, again, in, in Ten Hag, we've talked about him, but needs a little bit more credit in terms of the, the Rashford thing, because the numbers are incredible, and the transformation's been incredible. And I just, I'm just going to ask you to think about, do you remember the, the Mourinho days? Marcus Rashford yeah. went down the side of the pitch and, and, and hit yeah. one to near post. And, yeah. and, and, and Mourinho turning to the, yeah. to the crowd and almost like yeah. a bit of his hands up like, look what yeah. I'm working yeah. with. And yeah. remember Rashford's face. I remember. He, he, I remember. And, and that was where Rashford was when the goals weren't coming, when he had no confidence, when he wasn't playing with a smile. This manager has turned mm. that all around. And I've got to tell you, Rob, that's the hardest thing for managers to do. To win, build a confidence and a smile and, a, and a, an optimism in a player who's been down and been battered and been a number two. That low. Everybody continues to be questioned, mm. is he really a top goal scorer or not? It, it, it's an incredible yeah. transformation and a great yeah. mark of how good this guy is who's in the seat right now. A couple, couple of mentions, Rob, I want to mention as well here. Yeah. Um, now, I did, I did an um, analysis package on Lissandro Martinez uh, a couple of weeks ago, Rob. I mean, yeah. his, his, his 
uh, abilities now are, th are pretty much unquestioned, Rob, aren't they? With all the doubts about yeah, his height, yeah. etc., about what he was, you know, what he couldn't do again, what he couldn't do for Man United. I think he has been really, really outstanding in all aspects, other than towering headers. Brilliant, brilliant, and and Savitza as well. Now, yeah. of course, we do are underappreciated, and um, you know, we we think about it. Savitza was in my thinking. I mean, it's a bit early yet, yeah. but I thought he had a good game today. And this other guy was in, in my thinking, and, and our producer said, well, he is kind of appreciated, and I, and I get that, and he's right. But I still don't think, and he's not my underappreciated for this weekend, but I still don't think people realise how good Bruno Fernandes is. And I've, all, I've, I've said this from day one. Bruno Fernandes creates so much so much, so many assists again today. Key passes, clever passes, right-weighted passes. This time the outside of his right foot, right into the path of, of Marcus Rashford to go through and score his goal. Bruno, just I, I just think that quality, and of course I linked it with Ericsson when Ericsson was yeah. playing. They start to link together, yeah, yeah. creating for each other. But in general, might, he might have had a disappointing season last year. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he's a little underappreciated in general. Of what a, I think he's a top player. I think he's a top top player, and he's a little bit he's a little bit chops. He's a referee. Yeah, he's yeah, a bit of a snapper. Yeah, and he rolls yeah. around a little bit. Other things uh, that I, I maybe doesn't adhere him to other to many other fans, but I want to give him another mention because I, I think at the at the core of everything that United do in terms of end product, it has been Marcus Rashford. But Bruno Fernandez has been such an important part. Rob, if it's yeah. not the assist, it's a ball that led to an assist. It's the it's the key passes that he makes from midfield from deeper areas. He's got the vision. The quality to do that so I, I'm really enjoying Bruno now and he's, of course he's playing in a little bit of a different role for him at the yeah. moment on the right side of a 4-2-3-1 of a on the right side of that three behind the striker um, but yeah I mean and fair play to Val Vekos, by the way he runs around he pressurises he is not he is yeah. not the quality the Manchester United are used to but fans in this moment right mm. and this is where the environment the situation is so different. If yeah. United, if Manchester United right now, Rob, were struggling and we're mid-table mm. and we're losing and drawing and not playing well, he'd be yeah, getting hammered. The manager yeah. would be getting hammered for yeah. playing him. Yeah. But because it's working and because the team's playing well and because all that that all, all, there's so much that can override the actual individual names on that yeah. team sheet yeah. that you wouldn't think Especially, is a great. Yeah. But 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 the way that they are doing it under this manager, then he is he is enjoying himself, and I like the fact that he's smiling. You see him in games, and he misses chances, or he tries terrible overhead kicks where he doesn't get off the ground, and he, I mean, he, he, he's a bit, it's a bit of a. It's tough to watch a little bit for Manchester United, given the, this club and what it stands for. But fair play, fair yeah. play. He's a, he's a, he was a controversial pick in some ways. He, I guess he was cover as a striker. He's playing a lot. He's yeah. working after the team, and they are winning. So go and fill it's, your boots. Yeah, crack on. And exactly, you know, Martial is unreliable. Don't know what you're going to get from yeah. him in terms of talent. They're, they're night and day. Yeah. But as you say, mm. this guy is, is, I think, Ken Hogg said, always gives you a press from the front. Always gives you good energy. And, and well, you know what you're going to get. Team and absolutely. Yeah. Kind of, it's mm. kind of working for Ten Hag, yeah. so let's leave that alone. Yeah, great, great result yeah. for United. Totally. Continues yeah. to go, and an argument would, would say, Rob, just on the title race, they, they're kind of. I keep saying to Bex, they're the little horse in the race, but they're in the race. Well, yeah, I mean, I, little horse. I'm not sure it's a. They're, they're, they're a big horse, but they're they're not they're not a fully fit horse. They're not, you can't say Man United are a little horse, can you? Yeah, in, 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 in the big race, they're, they're a little horse for me. Like They're, they're galloping along at the, the high speed. The other two look a bit more thought yeah. bad to me. But listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, well, they're in it. Give, give it, 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 it was interesting. Yeah. He said, he, you know, I listened to uh, three or four 
Ten Hag uh, presses before the game, and he said something really interesting, like, you know, the important thing, he said, like, Leicester this week, we've got Barcelona Thursday, and then the League Cup, and he said the most important one's about Leicester in getting the three, then they go to Barcelona for the second leg of that mm. before we get to knockout stages, and then a League Cup, which will obviously start his tenure with, with a winning dressing, which is important. But the big thing he said, Rob, was, he said, come and ask me that question around April, because if we're in there around April, then we're in a race. And he said, if not, we'll just continue mm. to try and get top mm. four and do what we're doing. He's just got a, a great manner mm. about him. Um, he's, he's one of them guys who's gone into mm. a football club very quickly and, um, and changed yeah, things calm. around. Yeah, yeah, very calm. Let's move, let's talk um, about Liverpool, who seem to have got a little bit ahead of steam up. Uh, followed the win in the Merseyside derby with a 2-0 win at Newcastle. Slightly helped by... Nick Pope's poor decision ended up him getting sent off and, and Newcastle down to 10 men. But I have to say, Rob, it was 10 men who still had a go, still created chances and, and had uh, plenty of shots and efforts on goal. Um, but a good win for mm. Liverpool. I heard Jurgen Klopp saying it's looking a little bit like the old Liverpool again. And certainly in the attacking areas of the pitch, and that, it, it's, it's starting to feel like they're getting a little bit of that, that intensity back. Yeah, and the and the quality. I just thought we saw some real quality, Rob, from them in in this game against Newcastle and James's Park. I mean, the the through balls I thought were both brilliant. Trent Alexander-Arnold, again, we kind of take it for granted, but he gets his head up. He floats a lovely ball through to Darwin Nunez, who controls it lovely and and really hits through the ball with his laces, smacks the back of the net, and then Mo Salah's little flicked ball through. Um, for Gakpo, wasn't it? The yeah. for the second goal, second, touch yeah, and finish, him, yeah. Clyde's in with the goalkeeper. Yeah, so I, I just thought that the quality is returning and that's, it makes all the difference. You look at the team sheet, of course Van Dijk is, the, you know, is back into the yeah. side, but they struggle with him in the team as well. You know, but it's, it's kind of a back four that, that, that's getting close to the strongest one. You know, I do, and I know we've seen the midfield change a lot for Liverpool, but I still believe you've got to be playing Fabinho and Henderson in there, Rob. I don't, I don't you know, and, it's, and, and whether Thiago, um, you know, what, what, what's the bit that's, that's improved them? Thiago's not on the side. Bicetic, this young yeah. kid that can play as a holding midfield player, he's enjoying playing as a number eight where he can get forward as he played in this game with Henderson doing the same thing on the other side. And a front three, that they've got talent. Jota comes off the bench, Firmino comes off the bench, and yeah, it looks good again. But I thought the main, the main kind of uh, the moments were the quality moments, and that's what they, 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 we know they can do that. We haven't seen anything like We haven't seen that for a long period of time. But the goals and the, and the, the through balls, the quality were excellent. I mean, the sending off happens, Rob, and then I don't know about you, like it's different for you in the studio, but yeah. I'm like, I'll go and get a cup of tea. I mean, this is, it, it was game over at that point. Yeah. And they got a little sloppy, to be honest. They mm. got a little sloppy. They could have conceded. And I don't think that's going to please Klopp because I know the, the job was done. Yeah. But, 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 you know, keep at it and don't give up any chances. They, they, I mean, Newcastle had, and you said it in the shot. studio, Rob, that yeah. you kind of, and comment, you, they kind of felt you could, they still mm. had a chance. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was one of those where they had, I think they had more shots at, at one stage than Liverpool in the first half, uh, or about the hour mark, yet they were down to 10 men. Mm. You know, so Maximum had one of those days where he looked lively and was, wanted to cause problems. Isaac up front, Callum Wilson came on. Um, so, yeah, from, from just on, on Newcastle's point of view, Rob, Obviously, a disappointing result. They've lost twice now to Liverpool. But ahead of a League Cup final with no Nick Pope and, interesting, no Dubravka, who'd played on, um, for Manchester United earlier in the cup mm, competition. So it looks mm. like um, Mark Gillespie or Carrius might be the, the third and fourth goalkeepers of the football club. One of those will, will start in the League Cup. 
which has to be a disadvantage for Newcastle, disappointment for Eddie Howe and his team before even the ball's kicked. Hmm. Yeah, it, it will be. I mean, it's going to be some occasion that mm. next weekend. We're going to see it, Rob, aren't we? We're going to react, We're going to react to the next podcast uh, after that game on the Sunday. Um, no, I, I, and listen, I, they're on a bit of a, a bad run right now in terms of the results. We get that. I thought Alexander Izak, Rob, looked really good up front. Yeah, he's lively, you know, Just in terms yeah. of some bright spots for them. Mm. Really lively, composed. I, I think he's... I think he's got a bit about him. I like him. So Maximum was bright, wasn't he, from yeah, the left-hand yeah, side? Yeah. Uh, the midfield is, of course, very different. And it's very easy to say, isn't it? But when you haven't got Bruno Gamares, he's such a good player. Such a good player. He's badly missed. And it's Jonathan that played the holding role today. He's been other players in different games. Um, you know, Elliot Anderson, the young kid, came yeah. in. So they've got their own little issues going on. Now with the goalkeepers are after the League Cup final on Sunday. But, no, it's just, you know, it was the right call, the red card. You can't. Yeah. I saw a couple of people saying, well, is it a bit harsh? You know, well, if Salah's going to get the ball and there's no goalkeeper in the goal, I don't care if there's defenders that are goal side, it's, a, it's an obvious goal with yeah. no goalkeeper. So it's absolutely the right call, the red card. And I think Tim said it in the studio, it's like for goalkeeper, then the, <laughs> he, he goes, tries to head the ball and it comes yeah. away. He's like, oh, no, no, no. And he, and he just gathered it in. So, in yeah, and, and I, I was disappointed because we've seen classics with these two before yeah. and I wanted, I wanted to see... I wanted to get more of a test of Liverpool, um, but you've got to say, well done, Liverpool. Much yeah. better quality. The front players are fit again now to offer competition. The midfield is a little bit like, well, a little bit. It still needs a lot of work. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't mean that they still need new players, Robin, in the summer, don't they? But yeah, it was sure. more like it, more like it. Can they keep it going? Because they have got, they've got, still got a chance of finishing yeah. the top four. They yeah, have. They, they, they have got a chance of, uh, Closing that gap, and they've also got big, important they've Champions League run. game this week, mate. Uh, I think it's Tuesday against uh, mm. Madrid, which um, is going to be a huge game, and, and we'll do a podcast on Thursday, and we'll look back at mm. that game: City against Leipzig and United against Barcelona. So a big week in Europe for the uh, big English clubs. But yeah, mm. Liverpool back-to-back uh, -back wins, uh, front players scoring, front players assisting each other. Things looking a little bit rosier for Jurgen Klopp. Yep, better. Um, Let's take it to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, Tottenham 2, West Ham 0. I have to say it was a bit of an uninspiring first half in this derby that got a little bit of an edge to it. Didn't see too much of that against Spurs. Antonio Conte, as we know, not there. Christian Stellini was in charge again at Spurs. I think he's got a 100% record now, so it's almost like, take your time, Antonio. Yeah. We're all good. West yeah. Ham, who, um, you know, form's been not too bad. Picked up some decent draws recently, but found themselves in the bottom three, Rob. And this defeat wouldn't say puts pressure on David Moyes, but you don't want to be in the bottom three too long if you're West Ham United and spent the kind of money they've got because if not, inevitable things mm. gonna going to happen, inevitable talks going to gonna take place. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Oh, crikey, I mean, I, I, you know, you, you get a few results and you start to see improvements of West Ham, mm. the shape change, mm. which I think everybody in the manager said that that's been a, a, a part of of why they're doing better. New players sort of starting to do better, better into the team a little bit more. Then you lose players. Pakatar was, was a player that was really looking to play well. And then he, yeah, I think he's done an injury that yeah, I've done actually on both shoulders where you, you kind of, yeah, you pop out this little, this joint here. So I think he's going to be out for a little while. Um, yeah, tough game for West Ham United. I, I still don't think it's the time for them to panic. Mm. It's been a really frustrating, difficult season for West Ham, but I don't, you know, I guess it, it depends, Rob, doesn't it? The next, yeah. next what? two or three, four weeks, yeah. 
if if they're still in around there, then there might be a talk of change to get a, a bump to try and get out for the remaining weeks of the season. But I still think they're going to be okay. Weekend, you know? actually, which is, which is, is, is yeah. home to Forest. Unfortunately, that's the kind of game, if you don't win, things start to be said and written and people start... Escalate through. quickly. Yeah. Escalate you know, quickly. a promoted mm. team, if mm. you should beat at home and you don't, then things can escalate. So, a bit of a tricky one for yeah. David Moyes. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm like you. Mm. I hope he gets the time. He, he, he's had two seven-place finishes. He's been into deep into the Europa League. You know, has dragged this t- this club up in some respects. You know, when, when they yeah. moved uh, from Upton Park and deserves deserves the time to, to to play himself out of trouble. I think. Mm. You know, it's one of them where listen. Mm. If, if we get into ten, nine, eight games to go and he's in trouble. I might, I might understand it then, but I'd like to see him being given the next five or six games and, mm. and see if he can put a run together, yeah. get him out, out of the danger. Me too. Yeah, me too. I'll tell you what Spurs, Rob. I mean, tell me if, tell me if I'm, I'm mm. wrong here. I feel like, again, this is maybe an overreaction, but when Antonio Conte is not on the side, <laughs> I feel the team play more. I feel they play more. Yeah. I feel they're, they, they try and play more. They're expansive. I, don't, I, I think they're a little... They're a little less worried about being out of position defensively, and we've got to be defence first and caution, and this is the shape, and da da da, and we do our little set patterns and stuff. I don't know. I mean, is it, is maybe it, that's it, being oversimplistic. Yeah, maybe, but it's a good point, Rob, and, and you just made me think, and I'll chuck one out because you know what it's like. Training ground, the manager's had a day off, or the manager's in his office, he's got meetings, or one of those. It doesn't happen that often, didn't happen in my career, but. The assistant's taking it and the coaches are taking training. Training's a bit different. The gaffer can walk out on the training ground just to have a look. It changes, Rob. Something changes when he's there. And I'm not saying it's better, it's worse. Something changes because the boss is there. I'm just wondering, and you mm. make the point, it, it spurs. Like, if you're Emerson Royale, who's under a bit of pressure for his, his place, and maybe Davies, and maybe Skip, and, and whatever, and you look across at, at Antonio Conte, He's got a presence about him. He's got an aura. You know, he's not the biggest man in the world, but he's definitely got something about him. Would, does, could that be something that is affecting? And if it is, then that's not necessarily a particularly positive thing for Spurs, although Conte might say he wants that defensive thing first, so that's why he's been that way and and he's okay with it. But... but, but, it's almost like the more you talk about defensive I- issues and problems, the more you try and figure it out, the more they keep happening. I'll tell you what happens, back to your point, Rob. When the manager wasn't there on the training ground or on a match day, which happened a few times, yeah. the difference, I think, is that everybody's a little bit more relaxed. Mm. Everybody's a bit more relaxed yeah. because the man who influences your future and influences your place in the team yeah. and your contracts and everything, he's in the, the scrutinizer is not there. I definitely feel like training... Relaxes a little bit, mm. and the game situation, and the dressing room for a game relaxes a little bit because it's different. Now, for different people, it means different things. Mm. If you're, you know, some manage, some teams need that focus yeah. from that from the top man. Most do yeah. to to carry I out. I would say I was one of those. We were. My teams were. We needed the gaffer there because it got us on edge. Right, because if because if you dropped off a little bit, yeah. relaxed, yeah, right, we're not that it team. didn't produce yeah. the best performance. Yeah. But what if relaxing actually helps this team mm. perform better? Mm. Good 
point because here. they're a little bit more. Well, you know, what? I see a run there. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go yeah. for that run, mm. and I am going to. In our midfield, I, I, I mean, again, it's probably a load of cobs wallop, whatever. Yeah, but but it's, it, it's, it's a view. I don't it's know. An, it's an interesting view of you know. Listen, we've been around enough dressing rooms. The fans weren't managers. bored, mate. The, the, the fans weren't bored. No. The fans weren't bored. The, the fans are into the game. They won't sit there watching the team defend, 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 which has happened many times before. So I think they, unless it just coincides with over recent weeks, yeah. more expansive trying to attack more, give the fans what they want a little bit more. I like the change, by the way. So there's a couple of talking points here. Yeah. Certainly the manager's a talk, talking point. Um, in fact, before we get to the second talking point, I will just mention my underappreciated performer. So this is somebody that I feel like I've mentioned him recently, but yeah, apparently I, I haven't. Emerson Royal. Yeah. I think I might mention him, but I did, I'd, Emerson Royal is a player that I don't, I don't really think is that great. So I, I, I yeah. certainly yeah. underappreciate him because of, of recent weeks, he has stepped up, and you said about it with uh, Pedro Porro coming to the football club yeah. for a lot of money as a right wing back directly in Royal's place. And Emerson Royal has stepped up. He gets the goal today. The players jump, jump all over him, makes a couple of big challenges. The fans loving it. I mean, fair play. Fair play to Emerson Royal, yeah. who, you know, d doesn't look like, what well, looks like he's part of the problem at Spurs, part of the creative issue, because wing backs particularly in the system, mm. are so, so important for creating things and final balls and getting goals yeah. themselves and attacking the, the back post, which he did in this game, where, where it's a lovely move from Spurs, by the way. And, and again, that's, you know, talking about what we've talked about the Spurs have lacked yeah. is quality, is midfield precision. And yeah. to be fair, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg today plays a beautiful through ball yeah, to Ben yeah. Davis, who makes a run, playing the first time under... The new manager, or the, well, he wasn't there, but the, 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 the team for a while is a left wing back. He makes a run, cross it to Royal, who, who calmly sides puts it in. That quality in midfield has been missing, and fair play to Hoiberg for doing it in this game. Not saying they couldn't do that a little bit more regularly, and Benton Cause maybe got a little bit more of that in his game. But but just Emerson Royal, Rob, just my underappreciated performer. Um, before, I think we should talk about the forwards. And I noticed your conversation in the studio yeah. after this, and it's all about Hyunmin's son, mm. and it's about Richarlison. Yeah. Our last podcast, Rob, we didn't we didn't Both we agree said, yeah. that Richarlison should start, God, and yeah. it's a time for Hyunmin's mm. son to sit on the bench. Correct. Did I hear you say after the game that yeah. you still put Son in the first eleven? I, so I, what, I said which, I agreed. Which is it? No, I said I agreed with the decision to to bench him, but I. I want to bench him to kickstart form. And if, if, if benching him kickstarts his form, then he's in my first 11. Young Min's son can score eight to ten goals between now and the end of the season that can fire Spurs into the Champions League spots. Yeah, I'm still not sure if Richarlison can, can get eight to ten goals in this Spurs team to get those spots. Doesn't, doesn't Richarlison, Rob, doesn't yeah. Richarlison deserve a run of games? He hasn't played. He hasn't played. He started, started very few games for, for Tottenham. Doesn't, with with Hyunmin's son's form, as it has been, hasn't he got the right to demand three, four, five games on the spin so he can try and get into the goals a bit more? Yeah, but, but if, 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 if Hyunmin's son is, is your top... Is, is delivered the goals like he's done and he kick-starts form, you're hurting yourself not playing him. He scored... He's, he, well, not, 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 not right. He hasn't done anything this season. No, but why, why are you hurting when he's when he's? Are you waiting for? You're just going to keep waiting, no, waiting, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting. We got an expensive what, what signing if, on the if, bench. What if, if son? We heard him after the game. He's, he's talking. You know, he's a lovely human being in the world, which is is great, but doesn't mean you should start the team. But and quite rightly drop him. But he comes on. Richardson had chances and, and and didn't look particularly clinical with them. He 
I don't know whether he started game. many games, Rob. He's, 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 he hasn't started many games for Tottenham this season. We count on one hand, I think, the games he started. He just hasn't had, he just hasn't had much of a run or, or opportunity to, 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 to feel if a I've sense got, of, if am I've I part got, of this if team If I've got Sonny back and it looks like he's firing, he's in my first 11. If I get Sonny and he doesn't look like he's He started he's firing, six games. He started six games and he hasn't scored a goal. Yeah, well, six starts. I mean, his last assist oh, oh. was in September. I'm just saying, if, if so, whatever so, it takes to kickstart Sonny, I'll do. So how I'll long do, do you keep him out? Who's Son or Richarlison? So how long does it take? Well, how long are you going to keep? So, so is that it then? So that's one bench and he's kickstarted. Now you're going to play no, him again no, the next No, no, I'm not saying or... he's kickstarted. But listen, if I see him in training looks lively and he's back on it, he'll, he'll play in my first team ahead of Richarlison. Because I think Son gives me big, bigger output than Richarlison. You're going on hist- historically because yeah. this season well, uh, is isn't struggle, that what we have to go? Isn't that what we're going mm. on Rashford historically? What he scored, you've been through for so many years. There's so many years I know with yeah, your it- son, he'll score me goals. Now he hasn't. He was benched today. He came on. He got his goal. Looked quite lively. Him and Kane connected again. If I can, if I can get mm. that going, I, I keep it going because historically that's held me in good stead so far. You're yeah, saying... they, they've connected amazing, like forty something. Yeah, all incredible. I'm saying is that the 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 Richarlison has bought for a lot of money. Mm. We said it in the last pod. Rob Kulusevski is a little different. Of course, yeah. Kane's going to always play. I I just think like Hyunmin Sons should should see a few games on the bench. I think okay. Richarlison to have a go. I think Hyunmin Sons, by the way, is a brilliant I'm, I'm, a brilliant saying, a brilliant option. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he is off isn't. the bench. He's a brilliant option. I would just look at it differently. I I would look if if I've got if I can. Kickstart Son. I'm kickstarting Son to play in my team. I think Kulisowski is the one I might look at more with Richarlison. It isn't quite right. happening as, as well for him at, at the moment. I might decide that for Richarlison, yeah. he might be the one to have a little rest. Yeah, that's fair enough. Because you don't, you don't want to spend the money on Richarlison, sit his backside on the bench no, most of it, and not really yeah. get... I mean, at some point, he's got to add pressure and he's got to mm. get out there and try try and do his own thing. It's not He's not going to be a happy guy if he's if, if when... Others in his position are not doing it, and he doesn't get a start or a little run of game. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see whether it, whether he'll start again or whether Human Sun comes straight back into the side. Yeah, um, they've got, they got Chelsea the next week Spurs, as well. I think, I think it is, isn't it? Tottenham yeah. Chelsea at Spurs. Yeah. So yeah, big game. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Interesting to see how that one goes. But yeah, listen, it, 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 everybody has their own opinions and, and, and views on it. Um, no, but listen, I think Beck said it in the end, which is nice. You want kind of competition places. You want all of them trying to be scoring, all of them kind of playing and, and, and fighting for that spot in the team, which is a perfect scenario for Antonio. Quinn. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, the, the, the only, yeah, it is a perfect scenario. I just think from, I just feel like when one, one of those has, has had a long run and has not yeah. really done it, even though he's, a, he's historically he's been brilliant, like another player should have a, a, a another run instead of getting minutes here, minutes there, the odd start here. I, I just feel a little bit frustrated for Richarlison. But, again, we don't see the training. We don't see, you know, I, I just think, um, you know, to shake it up a little bit. But, in general, it was a good day for Tottenham yeah. and a better day. And the fans enjoyed the game and they attacked, attacked a lot more. And they looked, they played some really, really great stuff going forward and, and a little bit of quality there, particularly for that Emerson Royal goal I, yeah, I enjoyed. Yeah, and that's goal, what yeah. those Spurs fans yeah, want to see, a little do, bit more yeah. of that creativity from the players behind those front three. Maybe Hummingson gets more goals if... if, if the ones behind improve a little bit, but no, good, good for Spurs, and they, three <laughs> they keep they keep going on, mate. They keep yeah. going on. They're not going away. Spurs in the top four. West Ham 
unfortunately stuck in the bottom three. Listen, mate, we're going to change tact a little mm. bit and um, we're going to talk about the other end of the table. Um, and it's surprising that we're talking about the other end of the table because we're going to talk about Chelsea and Southampton. But we're going to talk about Southampton win. Ruben Sellers, as caretaker manager, mm. came in. has already been on record said he wants a job. Keeps putting in performances. Team keep putting in performances like this. He'll probably get it. Um, Graham Potter. Spotlight started to turn on him a little bit, despite all the money that's spent and the team that he's, that's been assembled. Results aren't coming. Got booed off yesterday um, when they as they lost one nil. Um, I think Chelsea. I think Beck said today Chelsea are eleven points above the bottom. Three is that right? Chelsea. <laughs> I mean, uh, yes, right. Eleven points. I got the table in front of me. Yeah, yeah. Eleven, 11 points, points, Rob, from from West Ham. Um, I think I think we've talked on the podcast before, like at Chelsea, he's got to get a certain amount of wins, despite the transition and the bedding in players and the finding out. You've got to do you've got to do a bare minimum at, Progression. at, at, at Chelsea, yeah. And a one 0 defeat at home to Southampton is not is not that case. It's a shocker. That's a shocker. That's an absolute shocker of a result in it. Chelsea at home with that team. With that manager, with a little bit of time to settle in now, with some star players, losing to a team that are rock bottom of the Premier League is, a, is an awful, an awful, awful result. Um, again, in the window of all the games going on, it's hard for us to, to get every detail of every game that went on in that window. But that's, that's really bad. The owner said, didn't he, of, of the manager, Graham Potter, we'll judge him on, on years more than months yeah, and weeks. Yeah. And that's great. Like, well done. Like, that, that, that's lovely. That's not real. It's just that that's not reality. It's just not. Because if your manager goes on a run of five or six losses or whatever, yeah. then it becomes and it becomes crazy pressured, crazy untenable. The it, it, football is different and Todd Bowley and Clear Lake and everybody else involved there will soon feel that heat. And I and I admire Rob that he's saying, Let's judge him on yours. Yeah. No, no. It's 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 just not the Chelsea fans won't allow it, and the and not the media, but it's like the pressure will build. Where we said on Wednesday, Rob, there's got to be a sense of even if it's a little dippy yeah. of their. Oh, because I saw we saw signs in the Champions League game. We saw signs. I said to you, gosh, some of the Felix and some of the movements. That's that's more like it with uh, Reese James at right. It just, but but it, this is a bad. This is a bad dip. They got to react to it. And and what's what's at the back of my mind, and I'm sure it's a back of maybe the back of mind of Chelsea fans, Rob, is is Potter's style and philosophy. And he did an amazing job at Brighton, and you know where I'm going to go. Did an amazing job turning that club around. I, I spoke to the CEO about it a few weeks ago. Great conversation with Paul Barber about how they wanted to change it. They changed it, and it, and it's amazing. But at the end. And when they got criticised, they didn't score enough goals. Um, remember, Rob, we said about, yeah. oh, they're a little bit tippy-tappy, yeah, Brighton. Yeah. They're a little bit, they're great possession, mm. great possession numbers, but didn't create that many. Deserve has gone in there and, and, and found Maybe a way to get over that hurdle. Uh, maybe a little bit more open defensively, but he's, he's turned the dial up, as I've talked about all the time, the attacking dial. Are we seeing the, the Potter ball, if you want to call it that, that the Achilles heel of it is that it's a little slow... And and uh, careful possession, which means everybody gets behind the ball, and it's hard to break through and score goals. Are we seeing that? Because that that ain't going to fly at Chelsea. Well, that might be the reality. I think 
if I'm trying to defend Graham Potter, I might suggest that the imbalance of the squad is not giving me as good a chance as I'd like. I don't have a recognised centre-forward in my squad. Aubameyang's not been part of anything. Kai Havertz is playing up top. He's not a, a real centre-forward in, in the sense that we'd say. I mean, those who'd argue against would say De Zerbi doesn't have a centre-forward, but he's getting goals from the marches and, and the grosses. And, and, why, and the, why players the are wingers, and scoring people. wingers in modern football? Um, and the argument would be that Chelsea have a better quality of player in those wide areas who are not getting the chances. Sterling, Mudrik, you know, the, the list goes on, Mudueke. Mount, um, Gallagher. Mm. They should be able um, to score. Mm. Yeah. At some point, I, I spoke to one of my Chelsea friends um, last night because I was just interested in, in what they thought. And he said, they won't continue to have this, Chelsea fans. But give him a little mm. bit of time, but no. they won't continue to have this. This is Chelsea yeah. Football Club, who yeah. for the last 15 years have, have, have sacked managers for a lot less. You know, if this was Roman Abramovich's yeah. time, we'd be talking, yeah, uh, having gone. a different, yeah. different conversation. So, this is also, when, I, when I've said a few times, he's got to, you know, and I hope he sees this out, Graham Potter's got to understand about being a, a top six manager. Sometimes being a top six manager is winning games. Win games. Because that's why you're in a big six. That's why there's a different pressure than at Brighton. There's a different, you know, Brighton booed him at nil-nil against Leeds and he was really upset about the Brighton fans booing him. Listen, Chelsea fans expect to be in transition in the top six of the Premier League, in transition. They don't expect to be... See, seeing some stuff. Yeah, seeing some, seeing some things signs, that we like... can grow in. Not a Chelsea team, 10th in the league, that get beaten by a Southampton team that looked like they were destined for, for the championship, the way things were going on, under the old manager, Nathan Jones. It, it just... I, I hope the reality hits home, and I hope that, it, in some respects, Rob, he can, he can as you say, turn the dial change the dial if need be, take a few less passes and have a few more shots. Be a little bit more, I'd mm. say direct in his play, because that's not the way he's going to be. But let's have end product. Let's have a bit Pen more penetration, end product. More, pe more yeah. penetration. Yeah, let's yeah, take more risk. Because he, he's got the mm. talent he, he plays there. I don't know if that's his style. I don't know if he's ready to this, this you know, combination play that's going to create the chances, because at the moment that isn't quite working. And at some point, Rob, mm. he'll be fighting mm. for his life as a Chelsea manager. No, it's right, and uh, you know, I, I think we both really want him to succeed, and we hope he's given time. Yeah. But we, we we've been in this long enough now to realise that that you can't judge managers on seasons and years. You just you just don't. That's just not that is not going to fly. Um, but yeah, pressure pressure mounts on Potter. That uh, Stamford Bridge against Southampton that have, that themselves caretaker manager. By the way, Ruben Sellers should get the job. I know is in consideration. Yeah. Um, before Jesse March is is, is kind of um, that that conversation. Sellers was in it. He said in his press conference he wants the job. Yeah. I mean, like there aren't there aren't many yeah. flying around right yeah. now. I'd yeah. take him up on it. He's well respected, as you said. I think on the show, Rob, mm. respected. Been Players there, like knows him. everybody. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah I, good. I think that would make sense now. But they might they might just allow him to stay to the end of the season, Rob. That might, that might be something yeah, else that yeah. happens, yeah. you know. But. But well done. Well done, yeah, Southampton. Well, well wow. done, Southampton. Great win. A um, little bit of pressure. Starting a mount on, on Graham Potter. Let's move it to probably what's the biggest mm. game of the season down there. Uh, biggest game of the weekend, sorry, down there at the bottom end. Everton facing Leeds. Everton have made their change. Sean Dyche in charge. Uh, at 1-1, drawn one, beat Arsenal, lost to Liverpool. Leeds United team, Jesse Marsh. Our team lost to Manchester United. Um, head of the game. Um... 
I didn't think Leeds particularly showed me an awful lot that would give me encouragement, Rob, that they can see this fight out. And I feel they need to get somebody in the, in the door pretty quickly or else this could go badly bad in a very, very quick way for Leeds. I think they need a little bit of... Somebody to grab hold of it, a little bit of leadership. I know Skabaka, Mike Skabaka's come in, he's been in under-23s, he had a very career getting there, and it's no disrespect to him. This mm. is a big football club mm. with big ambitions, and right now it needs a personality to grab hold of it. A little bit like Sean Dyche has done at Everton, Rob. Yeah, I think uh, I made the same note I've got in capital letters, need a new direction. They need something quickly. I mean, I, again, I, I'm, I'm not going to go over it about Jesse March and yeah. they built him a team and then got rid of him, you know, straight after the window closed, which I still can't get over. And I, I, I don't get it at all. You know, you go down a road and, 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 and to, to, to do a U-turn, for me, you've got to be further on than what they are. Anyway, they've already done that now. Um, there were three difficult games, Man United twice, and then, and then of course, Everton now one point from nine. So in, in short term, it hasn't helped them by having not yeah. Jesse March in charge of the side. Um, not much in the team, to be fair. We're still seeing Leeds do some good stuff going forward. Yeah. I mean, they still possess well, they still attack well, and they still got some dynamic young players. There was periods in this game, Rob, where I'm thinking, Leeds look better, Everton. Le Leeds look better than Everton. They, they, just, they just did. But it's that little bit of know-how, that little bit of detail in the final third in both boxes where you know, you've got the likes of, of Tarkovsky. By the way, if you, if you watch him, you know, he's the most aggressive player, I think, in the league, James. I mean, I mean we know that, but I've watched a few Romero. times. <laughs> the, the, they, are, they are the most aggressive players, for sure. And they, it's almost like... He can't wait for a fight. Did you see when the, when there was a melee going on? Yeah. Dwight McNeil. I don't Dwight even know McNeil why Dwight started. McNeil I mean, started yes, this melee. Yeah, Dwight. You, well, you don't look like you're built for them melees. And um, and Tarkovsky, he, he came in and he ripped some. Was it um, Tyler Adams or something? He he come in and he ripped somebody out the way and chucked him out the way. And then of course that reacted. I mean, he is one angry, aggressive man. But I tell you what, I wouldn't mind him in my team. Yeah, Tarkovsky. Yeah, he's, yeah, a, he's, yeah. a, he's a he's a you know he's a rugged defender along with um, Connor Cody, of course. We feel they're better defensively, but they they they, they get a, they get a freakish goal from Seamus Coleman. That I think he's crossing it, and he he yeah. is just trying to cross Although it. Although the, the goalkeeper's not... taking a terrible position uh, trying to read the cross. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. Young Melia, yeah. Just having a moment or two that you know, he's a young goalkeeper learning. His there's nobody, the, there's nobody there, Rob. Was yeah, there? Yeah. There's nobody in the box. He almost has to step on his line. Nobody in the box. There, but. Yeah, said, yeah. Done. But yeah, it's um, but it's massive three points. Massive, massive three points for Everton. Everton. My goodness. Yeah. And Leeds have got Southampton next weekend, yeah. isn't it? Is it? Oh, blimey. Yeah, I think I'm yeah. sure. So yeah. this is it now. Leeds these these, these, these are the two games. Ten o'clock kickoff next weekend. I mean, that could be right. Where yeah, we'll be. Yeah, yeah. We'll be all over that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll be in the studio for that one, don't we? Me and you next weekend, so we'll we'll be ready for that one. Yeah, I mean, I love these games. I love the. I love the bottom of the table clashes as much as anything else, and that's a big one. And that was the whole point of firing the manager, wasn't it, Rob? Like, you've got the United yeah. games to, to kind of get somebody in or whatever, and then you've got these important I games. I from Everton. Leeds' point of view, uh, Rob, like, you know, you, you do the Jesse Moss thing. It's happened now, whether you agree or disagree. But, like, hmm. got, feel like you've got to get somebody in the door and, and like, without yeah, panicking. Absolutely. I, you know whose name? I heard a name be thrown up yesterday. I, I read in a, a, a couple of places. Harry Redknapp's name. I was like, what? 
<laughs> no, as near, I, I read it, I heard that too, and I think he's already reacted, hasn't he? I think That's he's already sort of said, no, 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 don't be silly. Oh. This is this is crazy. Yeah, oh. I think uh, I, I saw a reaction to that. Wow. Um, but no, you're right. They've got to, I mean, to make that would, change... Would you, would like you, get, would you, not, would you earlier, not get someone, a Rafa Benitez? Would you not just go someone like a Rafa? Someone who was on English TV yesterday at the Newcastle-Liverpool game, he was a guest. Just somebody who can come in and work. Oh, if know. you talked about a lot oh, of good know. things going forward, just somebody who can organise. Need somebody yeah, who can organise a back line. To give it some shape. Give him a chance. Yeah, to give, give him some shape. shape. Yeah. Do some reps and get some, some, some drills done. Yeah, maybe. Maybe to, to, to shore up that. I mean, the yeah. defensive side of things is yeah. obviously where they're, they, they're a bit weaker right now. Verba looks better at centre-back. Um, but no, I, I, at this point, I think you know, everybody that, I mean, he wasn't, you know, he's a nightmare at Everton. Mm. Would he want, would he be up for a challenge at Leeds United? I don't know, possibly. I, I, I think keep him really up and work. I, I, I think it's shocking. about it in the, in the summer would be, would be perfect. Yeah. Again, I just think it needs experience, yeah. Rob. I don't think it's a job at this point for somebody, if you feel you can stay up, it's got to be somebody with a bit of know-how who's got proven mm. ways of doing things can go in and make a difference. Yeah. Because um, yeah, it's a young team, Rob, isn't it? It's yeah. a young, it's a young Leeds team that mm. needs a little bit of know-how, yeah. a little bit of, a little bit of direction, and organising to get out of this situation again, which they did last yeah. year. Get yeah. out of it, of course, with Jesse Marsh. But um, they'll see. Yeah, they, but they need somebody very, very quickly. I totally agree. Mm. Another interesting uh, result at the bottom of the table: Wolves nil, Bournemouth one. Gary O'Neill getting a win. Um, it's been a while since he's, he's tasted victory, but all of a sudden, Rob. It's tightened things up down the bottom, bottom of the table. Southampton winning and Bournemouth winning, which has kind of brought the Leeds, the West Ham's, the Everton's really back into things. Mm. Um, good win for Bournemouth. Haven't he? I think got the, 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 the goal. Um, Lapetegui wasn't happy with, with Wolves, not, not surprised away from home. Uh, at home against a Bournemouth team that he would expect to get points and, and put a bit of a gap. And, and now between mm. well, Wolves on 23 points, Bournemouth on 21 points. All of a sudden, Bournemouth had given themselves a live yeah. night. I mean, it's incredible, this, this um, yeah. race down at the bottom to, to get out of the bottom three. But, you know, ultimately, Rob, in our position, we've got to, we got to you know, make some calls. And I, yeah. and I yeah, great result, from, great result from Bournemouth. Well done. Didn't see that coming. Wolves have been flying. Yeah. Like, new manager, new players, new look to the side. It's freshened up a little bit. They've been, they've been a lot better. Mm. And Bournemouth get this victory. I just don't. I I don't see enough. I don't yeah. see enough of these days for Bournemouth to do it. They got a. I mean, what have they won? They've won five. They've won five matches, and we always yeah. talk about the nine to ten. They got a, they're halfway. They're way more than halfway games played now. So I still think that they are one of the worst three sides in the league. When I and I always think about that in terms of how easy is it for this team to win games? They've won yeah. one. So yeah. mate, you know that's when we still. Well, hang on a minute there. But I still think it's they look one of the. They look like a team that finds it the hardest to win a game of football, and they we, they we, they need to win another four or five games in the next, what is it, fifteen matches. Yeah. So I, I just don't see them doing that. But but fair play, fair yeah, play. If they were a chance, listen, outside the bottom three right now. Yeah, if they can give themselves a, a yeah. chance, a lifeline. I think we were saying that about Forest not too long ago, and all of a sudden they've picked up points and they, you know, sit yeah. a lot prettier on twenty-five yeah. points. So yeah, that, you know, that's the bottom of the league, and that's yeah. why we're talking about it. Uh, yeah. Two teams that yep. weren't, that, that certainly one of the teams that was expected to be down the bottom of the league, but um, was sitting in seventh place, took on sixth place Brighton Fulham with a late win. Uh, I heard Marcus Silva talking about it's nice for them to get a late win because they've dropped plenty of points late in games where they've drawn yeah. games and lost games with 
the goals against Solomon getting a late goal uh, against the Brighton team that had many of the chances had possession as you'd expect but weren't able to put it away and um, great win that is for Fulham I mean what an incredible season sixth in the Premier League Fulham Rob it's incredible beyond, beyond, it's beyond incredible it's beyond incredible I can't believe it I can't, I can't believe it and, and this is why we love it we love the Premier League and and we, we, we have an amazing job trying to analyse it and try and predict what's going to happen. You know, Fulham, after 24 games, a sixth in the top six in the Premier League is absolutely incredible given, you know, they made some really good signings. The midfield players, of course, we've talked about many times. Pereira in there, um, Palina in there as well. They've done amazingly well. The goal scorer that's, that's brought the championship goals yeah. to the Premier League and Mitrovic. But even so, like, I, you know, if you look at the table now, right, and you look at... You look at the stories, the big stories. Well, yeah. the big story, Arsenal, of course. Mm. Who would have thought they'd be sitting in this position? Then you go down the league table, Newcastle. Newcastle yeah, 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 that's that's wow, that's really yeah, good. Yeah. But Fulham in mm. sixth behind Newcastle. That's three points behind Newcastle. I mean, that's remarkable. And yeah. Marco Silva, like, well done, well yeah. done. And I'm sure, you know, he is now, Rob. It's like you, you have this sort of season. That guarantees you, yeah, that guarantees you... Many more seasons work, whether it's, of course, at Fulham initially, yeah, then somebody yeah. remember that, yeah. and then somebody remember that before that, if he doesn't do well at the next one. So, yeah, I mean, of course, they've got, they got a while to go yet to finish this off. But, I mean, any, I mean, any, I mean anything in the top ten is remarkable oh, for Fulham. Yeah. So, amazing. Amazing. Well, and Brighton, too, by the way. Yeah, Brighton, the, yeah. The, yeah. yeah Brighton's had a great season, yeah. too. The seventh. Uh, great yeah. win for Fulham. Uh, Marcus Sullivan and his team doing particularly mm -hmm. well. One more game uh, to go it was Brentford Palace. Palace went one up. Eze came on as a sub and, and scored for Palace. And then late on, Jan Alt, um, you know, sure Patrick Vieira was really disappointed not to secure all three mm. points uh, away at Brentford, who were on a good run this afternoon. I think they were unbeaten in 12 or something now in the Premier League. It's a great little. They're a story as well, Rob. The Brentford second season. Yeah. This is the one that's supposed to be difficult. Mm. The players, you know, got used to it yep. and not as motivated. Continues to do to do well and mm. um, late late goal for them feels like almost three points rather than one. Palace a little bit form indifferent and, and talked to Bex about Palace and that. She said fans are just not quite sure where things are going at the moment. Sitting twelfth, which is a bit, a bit of a comfortable position. But I, I, I read a, a stat that was a bit shocking. Really. They haven't won a game since the turn of the year under Patrick. So things have just mm. gone a little mm. bit flat for Palace. I mean they'll be fine. There's no problem about relegation, but. It's how you can kick Palace on mm. into you know top ten and beyond. Really, I think is is the challenge. Yeah, I think lots of draws in it, Rob. Lots yeah. lots of draws with yeah. them. Eze, I don't understand why he's not playing at the moment. Mm. I know yeah, others have, have, are in midfield. Yeah, off the bat, I mean, he's a really talented player. Maybe he's he's fiddling around with the balance a little bit at the moment. Um, I did see an interview with Patrick Vieira before the weekend saying about how they got to be more clinical in front of goal and all that kind of stuff. So mm. again, no alarm bells at Palace. No. Um, Things things have changed there a lot in the last year and a half, two years now. So they got 26 points. They're sat in 12th place right now. But it's just disappointing. You want them to kick on because they've got seem to have a good foundation with a new look back four or those different defenders, centre-backs they've got, which they changed, which have done, which, to be fair to them, have done really well. Yeah. Um, and we like them going forward with the attacking play that they've got. But it's, it's, it's a hard league, isn't it? It's a hard <laughs> league to... To win a game in this Premier League, it takes a lot, you know, and it's and to have a run of wins again, it's really hard to do. So, Palace are just struggling. They're just struggling at the moment, yeah. and and you know, teams have, have have different moments in seasons, don't they? And, and Palace are, are having a bad one at the moment. Absolutely, but a point of peace for those in those two mm. games. 
And a weekend, mate, where the drama in the Premier League just keeps going up and up and up. And when Arsenal find a way to win at Villa Park, City drop points at Forest. We've got ourselves a real title race, and that's not forgetting that Man United sitting pretty, sitting pretty in third place. We'll be back on Thursday, that's February the 23rd, when we'll recap the Champions League game from the week. And Manchester United's second leg against Barcelona in the Europa League. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Mustard, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night for me. And it's good night from him. Good, good night. night.